This really sucks. Welcome to the Scolders Podcast. I am the Captain Danger Dane alongside my co-captain Scully, and as always, the intern along for the ride. Well, we might as well start playing the funeral music now. Um, I got nothing. Uh, Scully, I mean, your it- thoughts of the Seattle game. I mean, it's. I, I think it was a good game to kind of, for me, summarize what our season has been. You know, we've had we had great defense. You know, we we, we played extremely conservative on offense. You know, we had four field goals were the only points we had. You know, going into the muff field goal at the end, uh, it seemed like we were content walking away in the red zone with a field goal. Um, you know, we stuck to our tried-and-true formula of running the ball first and second down, throwing it on third. Um, I mean, to me, it, it seemed like a, a microcosm of the season. Uh, intern? Well, we all knew it was going to be a very difficult game uh, for the offense to really move the ball on the ground, which it was. Uh, you know, Blair Walsh, it's just a shame we couldn't nail that last field goal of the game. I think if I think if they kicked it 30 times, I think he'd hit it 29 out of 30. But uh, it just came down to that last kick, and there was part of me in the back of my head. I just knew I, I was playing in my head. I was like, they might not make this. It was a gut punch, no doubt about it. Who do you guys? What are you guys most? I don't want to say angry. But, but what's the most frustrating, maybe, aspect of this game? I'm sorry, with uh, Scully. Yeah, for, for me, it's real easy, AP losing the fumble. Um, it's nothing new. Uh, it's it's something we've seen before. Uh, you know, very frustrating. I mean, at this time in his career, he's the veteran. That's the kind of crap that you, you know, expect your veteran leader not to do. And it's the kind of thing that we've seen him do time and time again. For me, that was the real... Ripping the hair out moment. Obviously, Blair Walsh missing the field goal is the obvious one. But I, I was more in shock when that happened. When AP fumbled, it was just pure anger. It kind of it was. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Maybe the only other thing I would say is the. I think the turning point in the actual game was when the snap went over Russell Wilson, and they oh. somehow picked up the Broke first down. Play. And uh, and the D Broke played play. phenomenal all game long. Yeah, they just had that one play that really. And hurt. you can't, you can't really blame, you can't really blame the defense. No, you can't. Uh, again, it's a broken play. It was a good play by Russell Wilson. Um, I definitely get a sense that Scully's definitely setting up a hashtag hot take coming up here with the AP. Um, but for me too, you know, yeah, you know, I've gone through, I'm going through the stages of grief right now, no doubt about it. And for me, kind of the angry factor kind of has switched. I mean, it started with Boy Walsh. It's a 27 goddamn yard field goal. You gotta make it. I don't care if races are out, races are in. I don't care if he's cold as ever. If he's got a, you know, if if it's a rock hard ball. I, I mean, it's a 27 yard field goal. You have one freaking job. Didn't even come much like closer. I, like I tweeted at Sculptures Pod. Um, 
But then, you know, it kind of shifted to more of the AP, that fumble, because they were driving to... Uh, they, they weren't... I shouldn't say driving, but they had gotten a first down, and then he had the first down there. And he basically had the ball just hanging out there, and just, um, you know, he was asking to get it stripped, basically. Now, the other... But I kind of keep going back to the offense, and not getting a touchdown. You can't go into that game thinking, okay, if we don't have an offensive touchdown, we're still going to be in this game. You have to be able to score one touchdown. I agree. And, and, Definitely. And, yeah, I don't Definitely. care how good of a season. And, and they had the ball. They had the ball twice um, in the red zone. Um, and they ran it on first and second down, I think, in both of those drives. And then they tried to do a little dink and dunk. I just... I. You know, we're wa- we watched the uh, the Kansas City Patriots game earlier. You know, you just see the quarterbacks be able to make that throw down the field. And being given the we opportunity to have, do that. We know, just haven't the opportunity done, to throw the ball We didn't do it. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I, I think, you know, talking about our inefficiencies in the red zone, you know, following AP's eight-carry game against Seattle, you know, my fear was, you know, AP's putting up this big hissy fit about how he's got to get fed the ball. And that's when I broke down the stats of how all these teams that have been done better after their star running back went down and how that he's might be how that might be because their offensive coordinator doesn't feel like they need to base the whole offense around him. In this game, Adrian Peterson, 23 carries, 45 yards, continuing to give him the ball in crucial situations, even though he had he, he didn't have any positive plays like the whole game. You know, just just wasting twenty three plays on offense, you can't do that. It's just, and, we'll and our refusal give, we'll to get away score, from that. Score. We'll give you your fire and love Turner segment. Well, no, this this bit, is this is relevant to I, us I not think, us not getting touchdowns this, in the red zone. I think part of this though is also a product of what you had. You had to do what you did because you had injuries on the offensive line. I think they thought they were gonna get a lot more out of Teddy than. Um, and then they did. I mean, Teddy's not wasn't there. I think they wanted to throw it down the field, but uh, you know, seven step drops, and you, you just couldn't trust trust it. You just couldn't trust. You know, you had to go with your running back, and I think it's foolish to say. And I know it's gonna get brought up here, and we can bring it up now. But the cutting of Adrian Peterson, or the trade, or whatever it is, of Adrian Peterson. You're foolish to think that you're going to be able to replace 1,500 yards of offense on this on this offense just like that. And so that's basically the, what McKinnon and Asiata did last but year. But we're, we're, getting, not, we're not we're talking about that yet. The soldiers are getting way too worked up about seeing Jared McKinnon make a couple of plays towards the end of the season. Yes, it was nice to see. He's a third let's, down back. Let's slow down. Are we Don't. talking about red zone efficiency right now? Are we talking about off-season moves? Are we talking about Jarek and AP? Well, You're going all over the place. Into, let's focus in on move, one thing I mean, at a time. I think, it, I think it's a conversation of, I think Norv was dealt Norv did what was best for this team on the offensive side because they had injuries on the offensive line. Teddy wasn't quite where they thought he was. Now you have to adjust, and you do have to build around Adrian Peterson, and that's not a bad thing. Adrian Peterson led the NFL in rushing. He is a dynamic back. All right, can somebody else talk yet? Can somebody else talk? Thank you. All right, so you you brought up like 10 points. I don't know where to start, so... So you started, you know, ripping Teddy on not completing his passes. 
down we, the field. Min- Minnesota attempt, down the attempted field. the least amount of passes per game out of any team. We were one of two teams that ran the ball more than we passed. The other team being St. Louis, the St. Louis Rams, and their very innovative, creative offense that was also horrible. All right, so we're one of two teams that ran the ball more than we threw it. We passed the ball less than any other team, okay? So AP, this god who we need to continue to build our team around, who's 30 years old, uh, the last seven games, he's had one game over 70 yards. One game, despite getting 20 yards carry, despite us having jumbo packages, two tight ends, in the game, you know, we're, we're focusing our whole offense around him. Once in the last six games did he break 70 yards. I don't I, think, though, this offseason they necessarily built around AP. I think they built it on the defensive side of the ball, and that's showing to be better. Well, okay, and, w- regardless of how we built the team, we ran the ball more than we threw it. One of two teams that did that. Because that's a product focused... of what this offense is right now. When you have two injuries on the offensive line, you don't. You have a shaky offensive line. The Patriots' offensive line has gone under so many game, injuries look at all the year. one game that they did try to drop Teddy back on seven. Step jobs. It was one of his worst games ever, and you—you you that's not the only passing play for, that there is in football. Here calling for short little passes and, yes. and throwing on first down, and but your quarterback needs to be able to make throws you know, down the field. With with the that's game, you know, against the Seahawks, the with the weather, I didn't think it was going to be a game we were going to do a lot passing the ball. Either did Seattle. I mean, yeah. it was just the weather. So, the weather played a factor. The weather de- definitely played a factor. But one of the things is Adrian. Peterson in the big games has a serious lack yeah. of awareness. He's always trying to get that yeah. extra yard, and he yeah. fumbles it all the time because he's trying to get one extra yard, two yeah. extra yards. I, I so, don't know how I'll, the comparison is, but I mean, he's like that best friend that's kind of there for you all the time, and you kind of can rely on him, but then when you need him most, he so, just so to, so to AP leading the league in rushing, he had, I think, 30 more attempts than Doug Martin. That's essentially playing two more games. I think he had 60 more attempts than the third and fourth guys, so that's three or four more games rushing. Anybody who plays fantasy football knows that if you get carries, you're going to get yards. You're going to get all that offense output. I think that it's just really ignorant of fans to look at the yards without looking at the amount of carries he's getting, without looking how we're basing our whole offense around him, that he's getting everything he wants, fullback in the game, two tight ends, you know, scrunching everything together. It's all set up for him, and yeah, he's, he's put out some decent output. But we saw what McKinnon and Asiata could do last year putting up similar results, and at the same time being able to pick up a blitz and catch a pass. Funny, you're bringing in Asiata into your takes now, uh, Mr. Wanting to cut it. I do think those Scourges are going him, a little... Was... I do think Scourges are going a little insane with the Jack McKinnon's team. Uh, he made a couple of nice plays. Yes, he looks shifty. His looks career, good. he's averaged 4.9 yards a carry. The same as AP. Year, he's on the uptake. one year that he was the starter, he got hurt. I mean, he's not going to be... He can't be the number one back. AP got hurt two years ago too. You can't. You can't. Well, can I can I rebuke what you just said? You can't prove because he got injured one year that it's because he carried the ball too much. Anytime Jarek McKinnon has gotten 15 carries in a game, he's gotten over 100 yards. Again, let me repeat this last stat of AP only going over 70 yards once in the last six games. Every time Jarek McKinnon has touched the ball 15 times, he's gone over 100. He's averaged 4.9 yards. Why? 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 Uh, but let's kind of stick up. Why is Jared McKinnon Seattle, not a three down back? Let's try to bring it back to the Seattle so game. So you don't know. First. Okay. Thanks. Let's bring it back to the Seattle game. Uh, are we, are we, um, is this heading into the right direction? Um, now we're back on Seattle. All right. 
Well, I'm trying to keep it on. I was trying to keep it on Seattle, too, and then you're going into AP. We can't cut them. People are going crazy talking about Jarek McKinnon. I try to address those Okay, let's go as a season, then. What are you giving a grade for the season? I think you got to give... I'll start. Yeah, you can say it. Because I haven't said much yet. But let me say something. I I would say, honestly, as a season, you got to give them a B plus, don't you? Yeah. I mean... They, they exceeded expectations. Their defense looks sure. really st- a bunch defense of studs on D. Defense is much farther ahead than the offense. Defense is much farther ahead, but, I, I, you know, the Adrian Peterson whole thing going into next year, I don't, you know, he's he's a luxury, but he's not a necessity. He's just, I think he's a great luxury. A uh, score, a grade? I give us a C+. Plus. Uh, it might sound a little harsh, but yeah, our, our defense is great. We have great defensive personnel. We have a great defensive coach. Uh, unfortunately, that's not enough to get it done in the NFL anymore. Uh, against teams with winning records, we are two and four. All right, two wins, four losses. Our two wins against the Chiefs, who were not over 500 at that time. That was after they lost Jamal Charles. It looked like they were in a downward spiral. That was one of our wins against a team that ended up finishing over 500 our other was week 17 against the packers who you know quite honestly look like crap at this point in the year packers to be honest we we haven't really beaten a a great team this whole season and that's disheartening given how good our defense is i think our offense has regressed from last season you know despite having ap the greatest player ever you know back on our team i feel like our offense is worse this year than it was last year and so for me, that that's why, for, for the, me, that's why we get a C+. A lot of this has to do, though, again, with the offensive line and the injuries and not solidifying the offensive line. For me, I would go, yeah, I would go the B-range um, grade on defense. I mean, the defense gets an A-plus, really. If we were just getting the defense, no doubt about it, a well, We're going to be Coach better Zimmer, next year, too. Coach Zimmer is an A-plus all around, uh, but I do go back to uh, the offense is definitely a lot further behind. The fact uh, that Zimmer... Um, I don't... I think they were taken back a little bit about Teddy. I think they thought he was a lot further ahead than he was. He wasn't. Now, for me, let, let's kind of switch this into the off season. What positions do you think they should address? Where, uh, you know, you can... J- give me your, maybe your um, off-season state of the union, per se. <laughs> Um, what, do you, what do they need to adjust? What do they need to do? I know AP will get brought up again to cut him. Um, I'll start with you in terms uh, For me, you know, in terms of cutting Adrian Peterson, I I don't know if I really necessarily agree with you. I don't cut him. Cut it really him depends on what we can get out of Remind me to never talk about my takes with you ahead of the show. I like how you're leading everything with we're going to cut AP, which... I, uh, you know, it, it really would all depend on what we can get from, but and what we need right now, assuming Adrian Peterson comes back, we have to get a better offensive line. We have, even with our guys who are healthy, we have a bad offensive line. Sullivan and uh, Loadhold, I mean, it's just, even with them, it, it's not that good. And then... You, we could use a wide receiver bad, but I, I think that the offensive line is horrible on this team. I really do. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it'd be nice to have a receiver who's got a physical frame that can catch in traffic. We don't have one agreed, of those. Agreed, um, especially time. if we want to run Norv's offense where we're running against all our team's weaknesses, seven-step drop, throwing bombs to short little speedy guys who should be running quick routes. If that's what we want to do, we should get the personnel to do that, which means – 
getting a better offensive line to give Teddy time for that seven-step drop, getting big receivers that can make those plays downfield. Um, if, if, and, and Norv's obviously shown this year that he's not willing to evolve around the personnel that we have. So I think – and it, it sounds like it sounds like we're keeping Norv. So if, if, we are, if we are doing that, we need to get the personnel for his offense because he's shown that he can't – based an offense around what we have. Totally disagree with that, Scully, though, because you're saying that he did adjust to what our personnel was. We weren't able to drop seven-step drops because we didn't have a good offensive line. An offensive line, if we get a piece through the draft or free agency, whatever it is, that's going to solidify everything, not just being able to drop seven-step seven steps back and AP be able to throw it down the field but also AP we're not going to have to give it to him as much I just uh, Norm Turner adjusted to what he had I mean that's what we, we offense... saw we saw the games where the offense was at its best Chicago Teddy five touchdowns we were running qu- quick routes we were passing the ball on first down we were letting Diggs and Mike Wallace these short speedy receivers get open in short space instead of going up for contested balls downfield we, we've seen this offense work and Norv saw it work too and he just couldn't evolve he couldn't get past we need to pound AP and throw the ball deep he couldn't get past that uh, well, you know, we need the offensive linemen coming into next year. You know, one of the interesting thing that I was thinking about going in towards the future, you know, we got the new stadium coming. Yeah. Uh, we have a really strong Destination team. Destination places where you're going. Is this possible? Could we bring in some talent just because of what we have coming in the future? Yeah. I mean, we have. And I, and I, and I the Ruben me really wants to say that, but I, I do I, think this this regime has shown they're going to build through the draft, and they're going to probably go out and make a couple of picks and get a guy, but I do agree that, I mean, if, if they really think that they're maybe a piece or two away, go and get that guy. I mean, I, you know, left tackle Joe Thomas. I, I think that's where stadium I think that's where the should be is the less quote, sexy positions. Well, no, or I think that one would help the most, too. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. But, I mean, I know the sexy names are going to be like Alshon, Jeffrey, or if, you know, Kelvin John, if they opt out with Kelvin, or, you know, things like that. I think, you know, let's, go, let's get like a Joe Thomas, uh, you know, someone like Russell that. Russell, I, I like that. I, I think, Russell Okun. I, th- I think that the left tackle, right tackle, cornerback, Safety positions, those are positions that you can swing and miss big time on the draft quite easily. I think receivers are pretty much a lock if you draft a high-end receiver that they normally perform. And right now, the much lower bus rate. do have them taking a wide receiver. We'll see. I mean, you know, it's still a long offseason. We'll see, you know, how the combine picks out and all that. Well, Zimmer, we'll wants, we'll Zimmer wants Mike Wallace back, yeah, too, it we'll sounds like. Yeah, uh, che- hopefully cheaper. Um We'll definitely have, you know, a draft recap here on the Sculptures Pod at Sculptures Pod. We're also on iTunes, um, SoundCloud, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, Rusta, I mean, I, I feel like we, we talked heavy offense, but this defense definitely way... Top five, yeah, if not way top three. Above. I don't think we have anything to disagree about. Yeah, about no. We're not gonna be, awesome. We're not going to be interrupting each other and getting personal over no, talking and about and the offense defense. is definitely more of the talk, I think, defensively, though. They are 
Um, Offense has an identity crisis a little bit. Yeah. um, Big time. Let me ask you. We're playing 1970s football. This um, proposal, this kind of hypothetical, and we'll see. um, We'll talk a lot about this probably in the offseason, but um, if you had to keep one, who would you keep? Uh, Terrence Newman, Chad Greenway, or Brian uh, Robinson? It's a great question. Which one would you keep? Wow. You know, if I had to keep one, it's Terrence Newman, Brian Robinson, or who? Um, um, Greenway. Greenway. You know, I would probably keep Brian Robinson if I had to keep one. But Terrence Newman played well this year. I wouldn't mind keeping Greenway for maybe another year. I just don't think I'd really want him on the field all the time. I wouldn't mind keeping well, any. They did all that of them, this but... year. They definitely limited uh, Chad Greenway. I mean, and that helped him out tremendously. I mean, he had a good, solid. I mean, he wasn't he did, a flashy year, but it was a solid but... year. Um, well, I mean, why? Why would we want to keep? Uh... Newman, when we got our first round star, you know, Trey Wayne's ready to play on the outside. Yeah. So there's somewhat sarcasm in that, but yeah. in, in all honesty, I think there's got to be some truth to that. He's got to be ready to play. He's got to be ready to start next season. If that's the case, I think Josh Robinson is a fine backup behind Xavier and uh, Trey Wayne's. We got our slot guy and captain. Robinson, on the other hand, I think will be counted on to rotate in with Daniil Hunter and Everson. Daniil uh, Hunter, there we go. So, I mean, out of, out of those three players, I mean, they're probably going to play close to equal snaps. Greenway, you know, he had a couple of decent games. I think he's more than replaceable uh, through free agency, yeah, through practice squad. I think he's the easiest. I mean, he's a great locker room guy. All That's that what stuff. I'm thinking. But uh, you know, so give him a clipboard. So give him a like give him a coaching staff Scully, position. You're basically saying you don't want any of them back. Is that no? Robeson. Robeson is the guy because I think. Robinson, yeah. he'll uh, he'll rotate in and play meaningful snaps where I don't That's think the other I'm two. Thinking. He'll make the most Daniel impact. Daniel Hunter had a very yeah, Daniel Hunter had a year. great rookie season. He's the youngest season. player in the NFL and had five, six sacks. I think it was. He's a specimen. Here, here's a here's a thought for you, which I kind of like and was brought up, um, you know, on other radio stations. But you maybe put in um, Terrence Newman as that safety, free safety alongside Harrison Smith, which I kind of like in the sense of you move him at that free safety, you have Trey Waynes as your number two corner, which I think they'll roll with. If he does struggle, then you can always move Terrence down. Now, with that being said, you would still have to address that position, though, I think, then in the draft, because that's a one-year plug-and-play, definitely hypothetical theory but I do kind of like that idea for me I mean I'm gonna go I've, I've given him a lot of crap on this podcast and I'm not always the biggest fan of him but I do think maybe Chad Greenway you go one more year with these kind of uh, young um, linebackers they'll be young again next year he just was very steady very solid um you know, and then you maybe, you know, you go one more year. I don't want, I mean, a million. I'd do a million dollars, you know, one year, 1.5, 1 million. I wouldn't give him any more than 3 million or anything like that. I just think, Daniil, you got to give him snaps, let him do. But I know Zimmer likes his rotational guys. Uh, but maybe you get younger again at that line. Your line is your strength of your team. Linebackers, Chad gives you kind of that um, solid. See? Um, Line, but you can still go on Jack. For for me, I, I guess for me, it's almost I want to keep Terrence and Chad because I think it's that steadiness. It's that steadiness of they know the defense. They they 
believe, you know, and again, you're limiting the snaps. It's not like you have them out every um, snap. I think Robinson would make more out of his fewer opportunities. Robinson Definitely. Is also he's, probably, he's more in his yeah, peak. But, but, he's, it, he's but in that's his the prime. thing. He's more money, too. That is true. That is true. He and might be going out looking for a more important yeah. role in the defense. Well, if we just get if we get rid of AP, we can sign like 10 guys that we want. <laughs> but anyways. The AP shot. Uh, outside linebacker. Outside linebacker is a just a stacked position in the NFL. There's playmakers on every team. To have Chad Greenway taking snaps at such a dynamic position that's flooded with talent, uh, for me, is a waste. Yeah, so you would, okay, so. Um, I would go get a playmaker so to play outside like we, linebacker. So we got Robinson, and then we, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um I don't want steady at outside linebacker. I want to. I want a playmaker. I want yeah, somebody and we'll definitely splash. as we get closer to the draft, we'll have a podcast we'll, here about the draft, the combine, free agency. I definitely think we should have a free agency. Oh, we'll have we'll have a podcast going over free agency, yeah. going into next year. I mean, is Trey Wayne's going to have a bigger role? I mean, I was yeah, kind of okay. he'll be he'll be the number two. He'll be the number two corner. And there's no doubt. About I was that. a little bit surprised of his lack of contribution, though, in terms of he's a first-round pick, 12th guy picked in the first round. But they didn't need him, per se. And that's, but, I, but I agree, but I agree that, again, he's the number 12 pick. They didn't so need him. He should, he, 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 he should, no, I mean, they didn't need him in the lineup at the time because you had steadiness from Terrence Newman and Cap- made Captain good play in that Seattle and I, game but I, I was just, I was it's also a position with a huge learning curve yeah um, they it, didn't need him to step in and be that big dynamic player right away which was worries which me, which which is but I think also it's kind of just the luck of the jaw in that not lucky the job, but they got a little lucky with Terrence Newman being as steady as he was and yeah. captain take. I mean, captain. I was hashtag cut captain during the training camp. He had a great year too. You didn't need him, you know. I don't. I don't hate him learning now. You know, he learned a year now on the on the sidelines learning. You know, we'll see. I mean, I mean, I, given given the bust rate for cornerbacks, and given that it often takes them two years to figure out how to play the position, I'm just in general a fan of signing a veteran at mm-hmm. corner instead of drafting one. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I mean, corner is another position where I think I wouldn't hate drafting another one in the first or second round. In that you're, you're creating depth. It's exact opposite of what I just said. I I yeah, think no, you sign I know, guys who are no. proven, and then you take. Guys in the first and second round no, positions and I know that are much less likely to bust. No, and I'm saying in depth. I'm saying depth. I mean, I think it would be depth though too. I mean, mostly what Trey. From what does. I can tell, we all agree on one thing though. They need to address the offensive line between yeah. now and the start of next. I think definitely. one. I think one thing too that we all agree on is win for Zim. Win for Zim. Win for Zim. All right. Uh, as we wrap up this 2015-2016, uh, we'll give out our final uh, scolder of the week. Um, so, um, without further ado, <laughs> drumroll, uh, we will go, we'll call her um, Mrs. Hadler um, is the scolder of the week. Congratulations, Mrs. Hayde. We'll go Mrs. Hayde. First woman scolder yeah, of the week. Yeah, first woman scolder of the week. Breaking uh, down barriers. Yeah, she, um, I know she's a diehard, um, and she, um, 
will continue to ride on the Skolger ship. She loves uh, Teddy and Jarek McKinnon, so... She did actually uh, win the... Uh, <laughs> she won uh, Fantasy as well this year in the Family League, so... Congratulations wow. to Mrs. Aid. Mrs. Aid. Uh, Alright, as we kind of put a bow here on this season, we'll definitely uh, stick around, though, for the Combine... And we'll also do a draft episode. We'll probably do a free agency episode. We might just throw in an episode here there. Second annual training camp yeah, second, episode well, probably. That's, yeah, a while away. But, uh, yeah, I know. you know, yeah. continue to check iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, and Facebook, and Twitter at Sculptures Pod for all that information. For one final time on the season... This really sucks. This, this really, really sucks. sucks. This, this really, really sucks. sucks. Thanks for listening to the Skull Juice Podcast. Skull. Ah, not our bad. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock up, suck up, fight, fight, fight.